Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers. And now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative and this podcast is all about that. I'll be interviewing people from all backgrounds, ages, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Dan Bain. He's a theater director, improviser, actor, and host of the podcast, Dan Bain's Sleepy Time Mumbles. Please enjoy Dan Bain. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Today, our guest is Dan Bain. He is a theater maker, comedian, and podcast host of Dan Bain's Sleepy Time Mumbles. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Great. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, I'm, I'm excited too. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do so our listeners get a sense of where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay. So I guess the first thing uh, about where I'm coming from, um, <laughs> I'm based in New Zealand, which is why my vowel sounds are weird. <laughs> Over here, uh, what I am or what I do is uh, I'm a I'm a theatre maker. So I'm a writer, director, um, sometime performer, podcast host, and then I kind of work around that also as a, a comedian and in kind of associated things that orbit around there um so i i kind of put together a, a living um from a bunch of different things but they, they all kind of uh, spoke out or in orbit from theater and storytelling nice mm. wonderful and being in new zealand mm. i am curious how the return to performing or participating in theater making is going yeah um uh, better than a lot of places i, I would suggest <laughs> um uh but still not very good um <laughs> uh, okay. uh so uh, yeah i mean i i went and did a show last night we have unrestricted gatherings now uh, mm -hmm. here um in in the south island because uh, we haven't had community transmission for uh, 14 days or something like that. We're back at that level. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously we're not, we're not done. We're not finished. Um, right. And so uh, I think there's a real hesitancy around producers here at the moment to take large scale risk. So uh, despite the fact that, yep, we, we're doing better and we can do kind of little one-off gigs, um, mm -hmm. evenings, cabarets, that, that sort of thing. Th there's still quite a hesitancy around kind of large-scale production. I'm still watching uh, mm -hmm. musical musicals right. shut down and, and stuff like that. So uh, uh, you can go and tell some jokes to 100 people. <laughs> but hey. you you may you maybe can't uh, uh perform a musical to um uh, several thousand over three weeks um, got it yeah but nice to hear that things are slowly 
coming back or there's opportunity because over in I'm in Colorado there are few and very far between moments that aren't still very socially distant and masked and I think simultaneously broadcast online as well Mm. yeah uh, yeah I mean we I mean, I spent seven weeks in my girlfriend's garage. Um, it was locked in when, wow. we were, when we were locked down. I, I mean, I was allowed out of the garage. <laughs> okay. To be fair, she she hadn't trapped me in there. Um, kind of her. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was allowed out for you know meal breaks. Uh, yeah, like we there was a huge shutdown of of all mm-hmm. all, all production and and that sort of thing. And um, although some people here kind of successfully pivot to an online model um i, I wasn't one of them I, I spent most of it going what am i doing with my life <laughs> so <laughs> reevaluating. yeah yeah oh, oh yeah yeah it was definitely you, you know it was re- it was very strategic <laughs> uh-huh. yeah that's yeah. what we can tell everyone it was the strategic pause <laughs> yeah it was a strategic pause that's right <laughs> Nice. Well, today we get to chat about creativity and I imagine lots of it has come up. When you think about creativity, Mm. what does it mean to you to be creative? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I, I don't know if this is a lack of kind of self-awareness on my behalf, but for, for quite some time, I just thought that everyone it's either a lack of self-awareness or complete self-centered narcissism but i always (laughs) i just thought that everyone thought the same way that i did um okay yeah so i i I kind of as i grew older and i I kind of started to realize oh you're not approaching things the way that the way that i kind of think about things and so uh, for me i think creativity is about looking at something and instead of looking at it straight on looking at it sideways Mm, um, mm -hmm. and go and seeing what's what what's what's in this whatever that kind of particular provocation is what's in that that isn't the front on view where's the Mm. angle um Mm -hmm. and so yeah i think creativity for me is about engineering to approach things from from side on or from a diagonal (laughs) rather than front on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that being able to, and it sounds like you have quite the capacity to be able to see things from a different angle or diagonally or from the side versus straight on. Yeah, I I mean, I think that's, I think it's something that working in comedy particularly, I think, Mm -hmm. um, encourages that sort of thinking and being able to kind of, you know, because it's always about uh, find the unexpected or where is the mm-hmm. moment of surprise in this or the the unexamined part of of something that everyone's seen. So comedy really does kind of encourage you to do that kind of thinking. And so for me, a lot of what I've been doing is taking that kind of thinking um, and applying it to more, uh, to things where the outcome isn't necessarily... <laughs> and everyone had a little laugh um, uh-huh. and suddenly it seems like, Oh, he's very creative. And it's like, no, I'm just using the skills of comedy in a different context. Which in and of itself is creative. Yeah, uh, ab- absolutely. I mean, 
I do, I do qu- quite a lot of different things, but I find that everything kind of feeds into the same kind of mm-hmm. point. If, if I'm, if I'm writing um, a piece of theatre, for example, I, I won't just be using skills of dramaturgy and character <laughs> development and narrative structure and that sort of thing. I'll also be using the skill of telling jokes or mm-hmm. um, a, a, a visual design aspects of kind of thinking about it that way. Uh, yeah. I've, I, 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 as I, as I, as I said, I, I do quite a lot of things, but I think that everything kind of, everything's fueled by the same thing and the mm-hmm. skills of everything can kind of be pulled into the same um the same project yeah that makes sense. at least that's that's how i justify that i haven't wasted my time (laughs) in learning all these disparate things (laughs) and it sounds like you have put them to good use in creating a life for yourself so yeah 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 so yeah it's it's mostly good excellent Well, seeing as how you have many creative outlets or creative things that you do, I imagine you probably bump up against, or I guess I'm assuming that you bump up against challenges around creativity. Mm. And would you mind sharing some challenges that you have faced and how you navigate those challenges? Yeah. Um, I think the the way that I kind of approach creative work when it's difficult um it is reminding myself first of all that nothing's nothing's ever as good as it is in your head um and the reason for that is that the thing in your head doesn't actually exist Mm -hmm. um and and because it's not a real thing it, it it kind of exists in a state of perfection because it's purely conceptual and even even if you can strongly visualize or strongly imagine what it is, mm-hmm. it still doesn't exist yet. Um, and the process of getting it out of your head and onto the page or onto the screen or onto the stage, th- th- there's a there's a translation process there, and and often it doesn't really come out how how you expect. So that that's kind of the first thing. I kind of tried to remind myself is that mm-hmm. the 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 idea of the thing isn't the thing. Um, yeah, and I, I find that means I'm much less likely to be kind of disappointed with when, mm. particularly when like the first draft or the first iteration of something comes out, that it's not it's not like I imagined it. Um, I, so that's that's something I kind of constantly remind myself. When I'm more in kind of a uh, creating space and having problems or I'm stuck, uh, I tend to ask myself, what wouldn't it be? Um, Hmm. And then I'll uh, just kind of think up. So what, what wouldn't happen next? Uh, Or or what, what definitely isn't this? And I'll just, it's, it's actually easier for me anyway. And, and perhaps for, uh, some of your listeners it, it's actually easier to come up with the wrong answer sometimes <laughs> and to say it isn't this there mm-hmm. definitely wouldn't be um a, a spaceship definitely wouldn't crash here right now or a giraffe doesn't appear or w- whatever <laughs> yeah. um 
and just uh, uh, that process of what what doesn't happen and those those are silly examples but mm-hmm. you can uh, you can tune it kind of relative to whatever you're working on so this character definitely doesn't say i love you right now they definitely you know or, or whatever um and, and that process of generating wrong ideas it's easier because you you know you've tricked yourself (laughs) into not trying to get the 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 right answer um and that process of generation can and sometimes can sometimes lead to uh the right answer Mm -hmm. and occasionally i've found oh this definitely doesn't happen and then i sit there looking at it and i go oh what if that did happen that's kind of a that might that might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, both both as a kind of technique of of kind of surprising um, surprising discoveries around things, and also as a kind of unblocking mechanism um, for me, it's what what doesn't happen next. What what is it definitely not? <laughs> yeah. occasion, occasionally, you'll get a surprise out of that one. I love that. I've not ever heard someone talk about practicing that idea of, well, what, let's figure out what doesn't happen. And then maybe that will generate what does happen, Mm. or maybe Mm. what we think doesn't happen actually can happen and be surprised. And you've talked about surprise, being surprised or allowing yourself to be surprised a few times. And I love Mm. that, that idea that creativity has the component of surprise in it or has the ability to surprise you in a moment. Mm. Yeah, I like I I mean I I like to work faster than I'm comfortable with if hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um because if I if I kind of race myself um if I'm if I'm working at kind of a a, a dangerous pace again I am more likely to surprise myself because mm-hmm. I, I have I haven't had the time to sit and 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 plan ahead so certainly in a in a that kind of phase of creation mm-hmm. where it's just generate as opposed to refine or edit or perfect uh, yeah I I desperately try to work faster than I, I'm comfortable with purely to kind of generate yeah, happy accidents. Yeah, where where it's like, oh wow, I, what is that? I'll keep mm-hmm. it. Um, <laughs> but that's a great tool or a tip for someone mm. who is try- who finds themselves getting really stuck in stewing over something to say, just go at a you know much faster pace and see how you surprise yourself with what you, what comes out or what happens. Yeah. I I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I think a lot of it might be generated from the fact that I, I I do quite a lot of writing both Mm -hmm. for for kind of theater and uh, then something comes along that'll pay some bills. So you write (laughs) ad copy or or whatever that that sort of thing is. Um, I, I do quite a lot of writing and I hate it. I hate, I hate writing. I hate the process of it. Um, I, I love, I love the sensation of having written um, <laughs> and, and being like, oh yes, uh, I, I love just scrolling up a screen going, look at all these words. I wrote all these words. Like who cares about the content? I'm just like, oh, look how much there are. I, I love 
I love that experience. Uh-huh. The actual nuts and bolts, the nitty gritty of put the words on the page, get them out of your brain and onto the thing. I, mm. I hate it. Um, <laughs> I find yeah. it because I, I find it really, I find it it's hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I try to I try to move kind of as quickly through that initial process of getting on the page, mm-hmm. so then I can I can move into kind of a refining kind of mode be more of an editor than a than a than a creator mm-hmm. and um also get my kind of um dopamine hit uh, yeah. uh, from from like look at all these pages um, <laughs> look at me <laughs> yeah. thank you very much <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're a clever boy have a gold star <laughs> Yeah. whatever works right <laughs> yeah i know we're, we're we're all just tricking ourselves into our behaviors right exactly <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna take us back to young dan uh-huh. when you think about your earliest memory of being creative or creativity what mm. comes to mind so uh, i uh, uh, i have a, i have a social theory for you um this is my so, this is my social theory let's hear it and um, it's basically that attractive, popular people hmm. have no uh, have no need to l- be funny, oh. um, because comedy uh, uh, a- and the 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 best comedians, the funniest people, I find are often the most kind of emotionally damaged. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, I I think back to the the first kind of instance of me not just being kind of creative but being creative with purpose Mm -hmm. um and 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 being deliberate about it i i I, i'm from a fairly rough neighborhood here um and i was a little nerdy kid with big glasses and big words which doesn't go over very well and I had a pretty rough time of it and quite early i realized that if if you could make people laugh they would maybe stop um hassling mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so, so yeah so uh i think that uh, yeah because uh, comedy is the unpopular kids social cachet right Mm -hmm. like if you like that's 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 something you can bring to the table that um uh, that apparently not everyone can do if you've never kind of been in that situation Mm -hmm. um, this is my social theory if you've never been in that social situation you've never needed to evolve that skill set um and so it uh yeah I, I think that's that's why that's the why comedy is full of so many broken people. I think, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that that in terms of kind of really feeling myself make a deliberate choice that mm-hmm. this was this is what I'm gonna do. Um, uh, it's creativity is survival instinct. Um, yeah, comedy is survival instinct, and um, yeah, so I, that's probably one of my earliest um memories of it (laughs) which uh is is funny because it's about telling jokes but is also terribly sad (laughs) well you're the second person now who's said creativity is a survival skill Mm. and that that idea 
is not something that I've ever really thought about or heard other people talking about. And it makes me really curious how creativity can be that survival skill or how people use it as a survival skill. And it makes me think exactly how you're talking about it, making mm. it through social situations that could really not go well <laughs> or mm. have huge consequences and yeah, get around. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 the, the, as I say, I mean, I am neither a sociologist nor a psychologist, but um, <laughs> surprisingly, but none, nonetheless, um, that that it kind of feels it feels truthy enough for me that I'll mm-hmm. repeat it to people. Um, <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. We all we all get our opinions or ideas about mm. things based on our experiences and our journey through life so why yeah. not own it and share it right? yes yes i will i will my uh, uh, i'll put a link to my manifesto <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect the one that you've written really fast oh yeah 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 i'm working on it now <laughs> <laughs> that's great well you seem like someone who is inspired by many things and are what or who are you most inspired by these days? These days, I at the moment I'm um, just about to uh, begin a project with a theatre company here. Has a, a like a youth, um, a youth wing, a uh, mm-hmm. little youth company that's attached to the theatre, which is about twenty people, um, mm-hmm. age seventeen to twenty, twenty-two kind of um, young adults, young emerging practitioners. This is my, it's my second instance of working with the company. Um, and I find, uh, I, I find that really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I find them as kind of a, a, a collective of young people who instead of, I don't know, doing young people thing, whatever that is <laughs> nowadays, probably TikToks or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> is that it? Is that what they do? I'm oh, not in America anymore, right? You can't do it anymore. <laughs> you've been, you've been de-tick-tocked. We have. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the youth are weeping. I assume. Um, anyway, uh, it, it, yeah. Instead of instead of doing that on a weekend, they're kind of coming in and rehearsing like really dark play, and mm. that's that's really um, that's kind of that that strikes me as unusual, and it strikes me as kind of. A brave and mm-hmm. um and they're all kind of they you know there's varying degrees of what they're kind of interested in getting out of this experience some of them are like i this is a career i want to pursue and others of them are that this is a thing that lights something up for me or mm-hmm. i can see how the skills that i'm learning here are going to be useful or relevant in mm-hmm. my in my life but they're really yeah, the, as I said, they're really brave performers because I I give no concessions to the fact that they are young people. <laughs> I have high expectations, sure, um, and uh, and they they work hard and they work furiously. And I um yeah, I kind of think about myself when I was that age, and I'm like, what was I doing? And I was like, I was muddling about (laughs) not really doing much so uh, yeah i find in a very 
I mean, I think it's easy, perhaps, to speak about inspirational kind of creators mm-hmm. or pe- people that I love. I love the. Pe- I love this. This is something I really enjoy. Uh, in, in a more localized kind of, here's some people doing some creative work that, I, I, like, I'm feeding off like some elderly mm. vampire stealing <laughs> their youthful psychic energy. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> we elders. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> just, just my 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 withered talons and whatnot. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I find them quite inspiring. In that nice. Mm. That's that's amazing to be able to be a part of that. I remember doing theater at that age, and that I I never thought that I would be inspiring to other people around me I was just doing it because I love to do it so to hear kind of someone else's perspective I think oh yeah maybe it was inspiring for the people who were there teaching or participating who were older yeah I mean because I feel like there's a thing about youthful practitioners in mm-hmm. in kind of cross kind of any form which is um often that they they don't have a fixed mindset you know that they're still in kind of a growth mindset Mm -hmm. stage and they haven't kind of been told by kind of tradition or kind of expectation of things that you can't do this this that's not a thing that you would do in a play or or you wouldn't do that in this (laughs) kind of story or, or or that sort of thing and um yeah so i i really enjoy that kind of being around people who don't don't know what not to do oh my god i feel it kind of ties back to oh my own life is making more sense to me um yeah but that that idea of we don't know to not do this so we'll just mm-hmm. we'll just try it and what if what if it actually works what if there's actually something in there even if it needs to be refined a bit what if what if there's yeah I love that moment of you surprising yourself right here, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's yeah. great. When you think about your community, whatever community that is, mm. how would you say your community impacts or influences your creativity? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it's an interesting one. Um, so I, uh, until fairly recently, I've been, um, I worked as an improviser a lot uh, mm-hmm. and was kind of a member of a, uh, an improv company. And I think a lot of, a lot of my methodology comes, comes f- f- in all my forms, comes from kind of, comes from clown and comes from improvising. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can probably hear that in the way that I talk about things of, <laughs> of make it furiously. Don't, don't know what's going on. Just <laughs> see what happens. Uh, Feels uh, very normal to me to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so look at it afterwards and go, was that good? Um, uh, yeah. And so that, that a lot of my um, kind of uh, community was that but more recently i've i've kind of um been uh shifting more into more interested in 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 the ability to refine things rather than Mm. the moment of creation being the thing as Mm. a a kind of an improv and so i find yeah surrounding myself with 
with people that are actually more interested in that refining process. So mm-hmm. that that tends to be kind of people with um, writing skill sets and um, mm. uh, uh, yeah, e- editing kind mm-hmm. of things. So yeah, um, in terms of my my wider community, I don't know. I I. I like to stay in the house <laughs> um, uh, unless I have to go out. Um, but, um, You're not alone in that these days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel, I feel like I've, it's really been exacerbated as well. Um, oh. It's going to be, it's going to be interested. I'm going to be interested to see if, as we kind of, um, as we, as we move through this as a species, mm-hmm. um, how, how will it have changed people mm-hmm. in terms of uh, of what the expectation of, of kind of normal is and what the expectation of social socialization and, mm-hmm. and all, all that sort of thing what was the question yeah i mean you kind of did your community how they impact or influence your creativity and yeah. what you do with it i mean you have what you have shared with me a pretty unique background and yet at the same time it's a background that i share in mm, the mm. circus and performing arts and street performance and those pieces as well and i wonder if how that community influenced your creativity because you just you spoke a little bit about how your community currently does but historically mm. yeah uh, so yeah i um as, as you mentioned, my background was I uh, spent two years training at the circus school that used to be based here in Christchurch. Um, and then for about, um, t- t- till about 2008, um, so for about five or six years, I was a, a street performer, variety act. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and lived that kind of nomadic lifestyle and uh i think that is that period of time is is hugely influential on the work that i do now um because i i think the street is the most it's the most honest stage mm. you'll ever have mm-hmm. um because people haven't paid to be there there's no there's no upfront they haven't invested in it in any way they they're not invested in your success um it either has to be good or compelling or funny or skillful or whatever but it has to be good mm-hmm. or they will leave um and there is no they're not breaking any kind of social norms or uh, uh codes it's quite a it's quite a statement to stand up in a theater or a comedy club and leave mm-hmm. um that's like that's not just a thing that's a statement um, right. whereas on the street uh it's like, you know you you were just going along your way it's very easy for you to just continue along your way mm-hmm. so uh yeah so i i think i learned a lot about holding people um, Mm -hmm. in in that kind of context. And I also learned a lot about uh, aggressive professionalism. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
and that it's a um the the that community is um uh, it's a it's a unique community and it's a small community and you all have something in common mm-hmm. in that you're trying to do something that's quite unusual and special specialized and kind of rarefied mm-hmm. um but it's also quite tribal and mm-hmm. um uh the the quite um really distinct kind of pecking orders establish themselves based on all sorts of um, obscure criteria mm-hmm. and so navigating that kind of i mean it feels very I, I i loved it because it felt very in a in a way felt very kind of it felt honest and it felt kind of medieval <laughs> Oh, way, yeah, you know, that's a good I, word to describe it. Yeah, uh, like there wasn't really any bullshit about it. It was mm-hmm. just like, like, okay, we oh, there's three of us standing here on this corner. <laughs> One of us wants to, is going to do a show. How are we going to work this out? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, so you find yourself kind of holding these little bespoke lotteries, and you know. It can't be cards because the card magician will cheat, you know. Um, <laughs> so uh, many rules. Oh, so many rules. So many, just these, yeah. The, the, and so, and it, fe- yeah, as I said, it feels kind of medieval because it, it effectively it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's I am, I am a, a wandering minstrel, mm-hmm. um, a, 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 you know, jongleur. And off I go. And then, yeah into the town and to the town square and now i shall attempt to yeah it's yeah so it it felt very honest and i i Mm -hmm. i really i drawn i always kind of like to come back to that to when i'm kind of making something that perhaps is a bit more or intellectual or worthy um um that I kind of bring myself back to is like, yeah, this is intellectual and is it worthy, but is it still entertaining? What I like, what's the, is there still a value in this that is compelling? Would it, if I watched this on the street, would it hold me? Mm -hmm. Um, And mostly it wouldn't because the the street is much less forgiving, (laughs) but, but it's a, it's a useful metric to kind of measure against. Absolutely. Of of like, would this hold, you know, 200 people uh, when they were originally on the way to a bar. Um, yeah. Good um, test. It's a, hard, a it's, yeah, test. It's, a, it's a hard metric, but um, <laughs> yeah, not many things pass it. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's a great way to, it's a great tool and tool to use mm. thinking about cre- how you're creating something or what the audience or what you want them to feel or experience and, mm how captivated they get to be in that moment. Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, there are, there are many ways to, to captivate and they're not all kind of uh, just like, I'm constantly laughing or I'm constantly amazed, you know, it's also like, am I, am I emotionally engaged in something or, or, or am I, am I, am I tense? Am I nervous? And and perhaps that, that nuance of of Mm. other ways to captivate people is a bit harder to do on the street. Mostly Mm -hmm. it's, am I laughing or, and is he going to cut himself juggling those ridiculous items? Um, (laughs) that, That kind of tension there, but, um, it's all about creating kind of, 
these moments that are compelling, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the compelling force is. Yeah. Nice. Well, when you think about kind of your everyday life and the things that you navigate and the challenges that come up, what is an issue that you have used creativity to solve? That, oh, you sent me this question and I was like, <laughs> oh boy, I better come up with a good answer for this. I didn't. Um, I think. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. And yeah. I'm sure whatever you come up with will be grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think. I, I, I think a, a lot of where, where I use creativity in kind of a practical sense in, in, in real life is in trying to, in trying to put myself in other people's uh, shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that kind of, um, um, empathetic or imaginative kind of aspect of creativity because oftentimes people do things that puzzle or baffle me and I'm like why why are you doing that or Mm -hmm. why have you why have you why have you said that or or why do you believe this um and I, I I try when I when I'm being the best version of myself, rather than just kind of dismissing them as a like an idiot um, <laughs> or a terrible person, which sometimes they are, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and sometimes both. But uh, uh, yeah, I think when when I'm using creativity in real life, at kind of um, uh, peak good person. It's uh, to, to kind of be like, why, why are you saying this thing that I kind of disagree with or mm. that I, I don't understand why you would think that? And so kind of taking that time to go, what's le- what's led you to this? Where, why, why and how do you, th- <laughs> do you think this? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can be, it can be hard to, activate empathy and and kind of step into the shoes of pe- of people who are doing things that you fundamentally kind of disagree with um, mm-hmm. but but occasionally i like to kind of spend that do that thought exercise uh if only to be like oh okay you're into that okay here's how i can uh Here's here's what I'm going to pivot so that now you'll agree with me. Um, <laughs> everything everything has a Machiavellian kind of a <laughs> tactical <laughs> a ta- maneuvering. Tactical, oh, yeah. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I should have come up with something about how I could. One time, I fixed my garage door by using a fly swat to. Oh, it's very MacGyver like, of you. Yeah, so, like, uh, yeah, a bit more kind of pra- practical creative there. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's my that's my theoretical creative use. But I think that's wonderful, being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And it is. it takes a lot of creativity to actually do it, I think, to hmm. say, okay, I'm going to put my belief system aside and say, can I actually experience what it's like for someone else in this moment Mm. to say can I understand a little bit more about where they're coming from 
I may not like it. I may not agree with it. And that's fine. Yeah. Can I just hold that experience and maybe have some empathy for them? And then the moment is over. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's perfectly fine to reject the findings. Correct. <laughs> Be yeah. like, uh, okay, that's why you've come to that conclusion. That's mental. Um, <laughs> Doesn't work <laughs> for me. Really yeah. going to evacuate out of this thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> well, I have one more question for you yes. before we wrap things up. And what would you say your secret to creativity is? Um, I think it's, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think I've kind of alluded to it through this, but I, I very rarely worry about things being right. Mm-hmm. Or, or 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 good um when i'm creating them mm-hmm. uh i i just i'm i'm happy to just kind of throw things in in vomit kind of idea because i think i th- i think there's a real danger in sitting around waiting for a good idea mm-hmm. uh, um i i think i've maybe had like three or four good ideas across my career where i've been like oh that's actually a really good idea i'll i'll make i'm gonna make something off off that good idea but um i've still been making things consistently for nearly 20 years now Mm. um and and if i mean if i'd been waiting for good ideas to come along i'd have made four things (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, I, I I don't think I don't think ideas have to arrive fully formed, and they don't have to even arrive as kind of good ideas. Um, I like to I, I like to take in a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and just see what ideas kind of mash themselves mm. um, t- together. Um, I think a, a lot of kind of good ideas are two kind of disparate things kind of colliding mm-hmm. so the the more the wider your kind of uh, uh, appreciation of reality um <laughs> and the stuff that's going on is the more likely that two of those things will collide in a in an interesting way so yeah i like to kind of k- keep my eyes open try not to get too trapped in a niche i think yeah i think it's easy to if 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 you're in stand-up comedy and all you do with your Mm -hmm. life is go is go to stand-up comedy shows um you end up doing jokes about jokes which no one likes except other comedians um (laughs) you know because you're 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 reflecting their reality right whereas an audience um wants wants their reality kind of reflected and distorted and kind of mm-hmm. things. So you've, you've got to kind of that, that process of kind of bringing things in. So yeah, bring, bring things in constantly. Maybe you have a good idea, but maybe just a couple of things will kind of collide mm-hmm. um, and be enough to be the spark of an idea. And I, 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 for me, I'm like this, the spark is enough. Um, yeah. And it also uh, sounds uh, like freedom. You give yourself a lot of freedom to, not have a good idea (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i try not to i I try not to i I try to reserve judgment on 
material until mm-hmm. there's actually something there worth judging. Mm-hmm. Um, cause those, those nascent kind of early moments of a thing, you, you can't judge it because there, there's, it's not real enough to, to be objective about it. You've got to kind of, you got to jab it about a bit and yeah. kind of, kind of <laughs> massage it a bit in, 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 I don't know, bread making analogies or something. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> before, before you can go, Oh yeah, th- this feels like I could make good loaf of bread out of this or mm-hmm. like, Oh no, it's actually just it's slop, but you gotta, <laughs> you gotta kind of have a go at it for a bit before you make that call. Well, I like it. And it has been such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you are so welcome. Thank you for agreeing to chat about creativity. Mm. And if people want to learn more about you or listen to your podcast or get in touch with you, how might Mm -hmm. they go about doing that? Yeah, um, so uh, you can kind of find links to all of my things uh, at my website, which is IamDanBain.com. But you can also find me on Facebook at IamDanBain on Twitter at (laughs) I am Dan Bain, and on Instagram as <gasps> Sleepy Time Mumbles, uh, which is my podcast, which you can find uh, on um, all major podcast providers. Uh, it's a podcast you can miss, um, <laughs> a soothing, uh, kind of vaguely interesting, but also not really particularly interesting. So you won't feel bad missing it as you fall asleep. <laughs> and it's hilarious and highly entertaining. Well, thank you again for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks for listening to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We'd love to keep in touch, so like us on Facebook and Instagram. We are Sustaining Creativity. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tag your friends and your family so they can listen too. We love to hear from you, so leave your comments, reviews, and questions. Tune in Tuesdays for a new episode. And remember, with creativity, anything's possible.